Happy New Year. Thanks for adding the Brennan Book Blog to your New Year's resolutions. I am your host, Kate Brennan, and this is Episode 5, Living Under Scrutiny, books you can empathize with when you are reevaluating your life choices. Ah, it's the new year, and anything is possible. So it's time to re-examine everything you do. Feel like you're living in a fishbowl? Then you've got a lot in common with these characters who are also surviving under surveillance in close quarters. Gone by Michael Grant. And follow-ups Hunger, Lies, Plague, Fear, and Light. I recently completed the Gone series by Michael Grant. I was reluctant to pick up the first book because of the cover, but once I read the synopsis and started the first page, I couldn't put it down while standing in the bookstore. Oh, and when I say I completed the series, I mean I completed the series in about two weeks. There are six books. In a small nuclear power plant hosting California town, everyone over the age of 15 disappears. So starts an epic struggle to reconstruct civilization with 13-year-olds, a burgeoning array of nuclear-powered anomalies, and the discovery of a sadistic nuclear monster. Stephen King's Under the Dome meets Lord of the Flies in this six-part adventure slash sci-fi slash fantasy slash action slash psychological slash romance slash horror story of friendship. The Pure Trilogy by Juliana Baggett. Pure, Fuse, and Burn. I am pages away from the end of this series, and I am stretching it out so it won't end. I started the third book 48 hours ago, and the post-apocalyptic world of Pure is so thoroughly ashen, imaginative, and poetic, you may start to look at the world a little differently. That is, if you can get your eyes off the page. After I completed the first book, I found myself sharing the various characters with friends. By the second book, I had loaned out the first. By the third, I want the first one back so I can reread it. Pure unfolds a divided world where bombs have leveled the earth, leaving the surviving wretches fused to objects and to each other. A privileged few have made it into the sterile protection of the Dome, where the people renounce the days of feminism that did not teach femininity. Boys are enhanced biologically for power, and no one ever talks about anything the least bit unpleasant. Meanwhile, outside, survivors vie for scarce food, death sprees keep the terrorized population in check, and a girl has a doll head for a hand. I don't know what goes on inside Baggett's head, but I want in. All fantasy, sci-fi, young adult novelists have to be imaginative, of course, but these grotesque and arresting images are one step too close to a reality that seems all too plausible. I'd write more, but I've been away from the final book for all of 10 minutes, and I need to get back. The Circle by Dave Eggers Dave Eggers. Uh, no. Greetings, Dave. Um, Mr. Eggers, to whom it may concern. I am sorry I put down a heartbreaking work of staggering genius somewhere in my early 20s. 
I was mired in the heartbreaking part, and I think I was on the cusp of getting to the staggering genius section when your book may or may not have triggered a mild, constant depression that lasted throughout the rest of the decade. (laughs) Yours truly, Kate Brennan. I finished the circle a few weeks ago, but I've been procrastinating on writing about it because I was sitting on a decade worth of shame, the result of not having finished a book by the very same author. Naturally, I knew whoever listened to this, hi mom, would see through this translucent act and that I'd be discredited as a fraud if I didn't immediately come clean. The second reason I've been procrastinating on speaking about the book that cannot be named is that sometimes when you say something aloud, it makes it real. And while Voldemort, the circle, may be intended as a satirical commentary on the Google-fied apple-toting masses, under closer scrutiny, it's a thinly-veiled warning, idly lurking in the fiction section. Under a microscope, it's actually your life right now while your location services are tracking how many times you've visited the gym this month, at what time, and for how long. You should probably disable that feature. Also, I see you. Creepy, right? The Circle paints a picturesque modern company with glass floors, vegan meal options, racquetball, pop stars singing during lunch, and evening circus entertainment, It's the kind of atmosphere 3M, Google, and Apple made glamorous with their time off for other projects during work hours, bathrooms in a central location to maximize accidental creative meetings, and encouraged breaks. In the first several chapters, I wanted to work at the circle. Stimulating work, good salary, the sprawling countryside, the organic gardens, the gym on the premises and the built-in sleeping quarters, and 24-hour surveillance, and mandatory optional work events, and constantly monitored vital signs which indicate when your heart rate changes. Oh, and a boyfriend who asks you to rate him postcoitally on his profile page. While this may appear to be a gross exaggeration of how our technological advances have infiltrated our private lives, upon reflection, it actually isn't. That's why this book should be cataloged in the horror section instead of fiction. Because the reality of Eggers the Circle has disturbingly manifest itself. Right here in your pocket. The idyllic world Eggers creates actually exacerbates the creepiness of the story. It's like book plastic surgery. Everyone knows that there's something wrong, but the Botox doesn't let you do anything but smile. It's like when everything in 1984 came true, and how The Martian Chronicles weirdly reflects the climate changes we are seeing now. We are in the future. Hashtag, there is no privacy. Under the Dome by Stephen King. You may or may not have noticed that about half of the most compulsively readable books I've talked about thus far include a dome. While this is not a prerequisite for page-turning fiction, it sure does seem to help. Stephen King is quoted on the cover of Michael Grant's second Gone book as saying, I love these books. That said, I imagine the two of them hanging out with Coco by a late-night fire, plotting the terrifying ramifications of a dome descending on a small town. You may be daunted 
by the prospect of toting a thousand-page tome around with you. I assure you it will be worth it. The dome is an intricately woven, meticulously plotted anthropological study. You also may have heard that there's a mini-series, and you might think that's an easier way to get the Under the Dome experience. Please don't do it. As we all know, films of books are at best spliced, dumbed-down version of the novel itself. Within the first 10 minutes, actually, of the miniseries, the plotline deviates from the book, and some of the casting is, well, questionable. So read the book. It's Lord of the Flies and Gone Grown Up and set in the quiet New England town your family stops at to get gas on the way to vacation. And it's got a dome. Need I say more? Hey, thanks for checking out episode number five. The Brennan Book Blog is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Stitcher. And if you can't wait for your next fix of compulsively readable titles, check out our Tumblr at www.brennanbookblog.tumblr.com. If you've got friends that love to read, please welcome them to the fold. And be sure to turn in next time, and whatever your resolution, keep calm and read on. WOCU is proud to present Brennan Book Blog with host Kate Brennan, the faculty feature on Oklahoma City University's BA Theater and Performance podcast channel. Executive producers Mark Parker, Brian D. Parsons, and producing engineer Gregory DeCandia. Student producers are Courtney Beyer, Alyssa Pearson, and Haley Tomlinson. Brennan Book Blog encourages all to keep calm and read on.